Welcome to the Money Advantage Podcast, empowering business owners with the permission to think differently about money so that you can consciously choose to live a meaningful and fulfilled life now. Our passion is making money simple, fun, and doable, helping you feel great about your money and getting your money working for you so you can thrive. Hi, and welcome back to the Money Advantage Podcast. Today, we're answering the question of why do you want insurance? And the answer is that it protects your greatest asset. We're your hosts, Rachel Marshall and Bruce Weiner. Welcome, Bruce. Uh, Good morning, Rachel. How are you? I'm great. It's great to be with you today. Yeah, let's uh, let's get into this because uh, I think we're going to go in a a little bit of a direction that our listeners may not uh, expect, and um, that means that they're uh, in for something that they probably uh, or should be excited about hearing. Yes. Well, way to set the tone and the suspense. That's awesome. Thanks, Bruce. So let's look at the big picture of your wealth. If we look at your cash flow creation system, you are building on this mindset of abundance. And we've really laid out these ideas of how to think from a prosperous, abundant mindset. And after that, we want to protect everything that you earn and then become more efficient with the money that you're making and reduce wealth transfers so you can keep as much of the cash flow as you make. And then we want to accelerate wealth through investing for cash flow. So as you create cash flow in your life, it's very important to think about this element of protection. Now, protection through insurance and through legal planning, things like estate planning and business legal planning, make up this foundational role of protecting your personal economy. We're on a series right now about insurance and protection. Last time in Why You Want Insurance Part 1, we talked about what insurance does. So at the fundamental level, insurance transfers risk to the insurance company so that you don't personally bear the financial burden of negative life events. And this gives you this peace of mind to know that no matter what happens, you have this safety net that's going to catch you. We discussed the agreement that you enter into with the insurance company, that they will compensate or indemnify your loss, making you whole in exchange for a premium. And that premium is based on actuarial data that calculates the probability of your risk. We talked about also how the least risky time when you're most comfortable and there's no risks on your immediate horizon is the one best time to get insurance. That's when the insurance company is more likely to insure you and at a lower cost. So while it's the time you don't feel like you need it, it's the best time to secure it because when you do need it, you'll wish you had as much as you can get. Today, we're answering why all of this matters and how all insurance, regardless of the type of coverage, have one mission, and that is to protect your one greatest asset. Today, we're going to be answering the questions of what is my human life value? And why is protection so important in my personal economy? Let's dive in. Yeah. So the first thing, Rachel, um, is I think you got to start is what is your greatest asset? And a lot of people, you know, a lot of people will turn to their home. Uh, They may turn to their 401k. But really, your greatest asset is yourself. And then if, if people even even uh, bring that up and they say, well, yeah, I'm my greatest asset because I'm the one who makes money, I would say, no, you're your greatest asset because 
you, if you continue to work on yourself and make that asset better, just like you would work on your home or work on your business to make it better, if you may, if you work on yourself to make that asset better, then you would be more prepared for changes that life comes about and changes that, oh, absolutely. Yeah. and so the changes that life that comes about in, in, in life, uh, I tell my clients all the time, you know, life gets in the way constantly. So you have to, you have to constantly educate yourself so that you can be better prepared for that because that asset that you have the ability to, yes, provide for you and your family, but it also is a way to mitigate some of the some of the trials and tribulations that every family comes about. So mm-hmm. you can only do that when you have when you have a sense of freedom that in the different types of insurances in your life can bring. So I think that we really need to talk about that people need to continue to work on their, their greatest asset. And that's, then that is themselves. Absolutely. And Bruce, you brought up several really important points. And if you think about everything that you have, if you just close your eyes for a moment and imagine everything that you've created or everything that you have at this point, it might include your house, your cars, maybe a business that you've built, maybe um, other assets, maybe you own real estate, you have income from some type of job or business. And if you think about all of that, you have created that through who you are. And so that producer is you, the catalyst or the beginning point of all of your other assets is you. So number one, it's very important to recognize that you are worth protecting you personally as the creator and producer of your wealth. So in life insurance, there's a a term called human life value or human life economic value. You might hear it referred to as well. So let's talk about what that means. Bruce, can you share a little bit about human life value? Sure. I mean, the, the, the easiest part of that is what are you worth as far as income to your particular family? And that's, and that's what, if we say your human life value, that would be the first thing that would come to most people's mind. So I make X amount of dollars a, um, a year. So let's just say a rounded number, you make $100,000 for your family of four. So that's going to be $100,000. But then there's also uh, things that you can, can actually increase the human life value because you're making that $100,000, but you also are taking care of other assets in your family. You know, you may, you're taking care of your home. You may be taking care of a, a, a side business. You may be taking care of property. You may be taking care of your family. Your, your, uh, and this is the part that a lot of people don't realize. You may be taking care of your parents or your grandparents, and they, mm-hmm. have, they have assets, so those assets would flow down if they're taken care of properly to the to the next generation and the next generation and the next generation. And then you And Bruce, something something else about what you just mentioned that I just want to bring out is that human life value is not just dependent on an income that you make. You mentioned taking care of a family. A mother who stays home and does not have an outside income that she's bringing into the family, but she takes care of the kids, 
her value then is what would have to be paid in order for someone else to do that job outside of the yes. family. And so that's a tremendous value that I think a lot of people overlook. Yes. I always, when I talk to a couple and I, and it's an initial meeting and I don't know them yet, I always say, do you work outside the home? Um, because I, mm-hmm. I've been in meetings where advisors say, so do you work? Well, that's kind of insulting, I think, to either spouse because, (laughs) of course, they work. But you want to know, do they work outside the home? Because there is a human life value. And and that's actually calculated by actuaries um, at insurance companies. They can calculate a non-working spouse uh, value to the family. Because if that spouse wasn't there, you'd have to hire somebody to do the things that the spouse does on a daily basis. Yes, absolutely. So let's go back to your point. So you were saying the your human life value is made up of what you earn and the value outside of just your earning potential that you bring to your family and possibly taking care of parents as well. That's a economic value that you're contributing into the the unit, the family unit. So how do we come from my value that I earn from income and also what I'm providing to the family? How do we arrive at human life value from that point? Well, you're going to look at, you're going to look at um, a number. So they will, they will say a hundred, uh, actuary would say a hundred thousand dollars a year. How, how long is your earnings uh, time period? In other words, how many more years will you be earning this? You can actually calculate it with a increase of um, whatever you believe your salary is going to increase. And then you can also figure out uh, if you have a business, how much more that business would be worth. And it will be calculated over your, your lifetime along. And then also that's your human life value. But also then if you're, if you're looking at other things, you, you would also need to uh, look at you know, what kind of debt you owe, what kind of things that you want your, uh, your children to do with as far as higher education, so on and so forth. So all that has to be calculated in, into what your actually human life value is, because you're going to provide that your value of your life is going to provide that to others over your entire lifetime. Absolutely. So let's just look at a super simple number. So the $100,000 income, if you multiply that out by 25 years left that you plan to continue working and say you just were going to make that $100,000 each year, so you factor in what the tax implications are of having some tax paid on that money, the human life value calculation would arrive at about $3 million for that person. And what that means is this is your lifetime income potential. Now, the insurance company has to look at something tangible. They have to look at something based on today. Now, Bruce, you mentioned something really key earlier, and that's that we all have the ability to increase our human life value. So say, for instance, right now, today, I'm earning $100,000 a year. But if I invest in myself and my knowledge and my capacity, I can increase that to now be working and earning somehow $200,000 or $500,000 a year. That increases then my overall lifetime income that I would earn over the course of my life, and that increases my human life value. So I would argue that human life value is the lowest common denominator. This is the lowest amount of the economic value of your life. And it's always a little challenging to put an economic value on something that we all know we have limitless potential. And so this is just a solid bottom number 
that an insurance company would need to use in order to calculate your human life value. Yeah, and that's why you re- you really need to work with a professional that is constantly um, reviewing with you and updating because your human life value will change as you go through life. So that's, absolutely, and that's why a good uh, professional will sit down and meet with you and continue to ask the proper questions to see if now your life is actually more valuable because you have done things to increase your your greatest asset yourself. And then when you do that, most of the time people get paid more or or they are now running a, a business or they're taking care of another asset. And that's why um, insurance companies look at a variety of calculations, the actuaries, according to how many, not only how many more years you have to live, but how many assets you've already accumulated. So they they will go on a multiplier of your actual salary or income that you have coming in, or mm-hmm. they will go on a multiplier of your net worth. So how many assets yeah. you've accumulated. Yes. And so something interesting about this as well is that it's also legal terminology. It's used in a court of law to determine an award in a wrongful death claim. So it's about what you're economically worth in terms of what you have the ability to create for the people who depend on you and that that was cut short by you not living your full lifespan to create it. So For instance, if we're talking about life insurance, this is how much it would take to create the financial resources that you would have accumulated if you didn't have time to live out your whole life. So what I want to bring this to, we're just talking about human life value. We're just talking about the lowest economic amount that you would have accumulated based on your current production. But think about this, because you are your greatest asset, you have your mind and your ability to produce If you protect that, you're ensuring your ability to produce. So you're ensuring your peace of mind and your abundance mindset to be at peace and knowing that you can continue to produce at your current level and even more throughout your life. So it's more important than to protect your human life value than protecting your stuff. We don't want to just ensure all of what we've created and neglect to protect the origin or the creator of those assets. So even if you're not earning an income, there is never a time that you don't have human life value. So let's go into the next point, And this is point number five in why you want insurance. And that's that the peace of mind allows you to produce more. So we want to take this another step further. And we want to say, as you expand your, your capability to produce, when you have the certainty and peace of mind, knowing that everything will be taken care of, you have the ability to produce more. I really like to use this example when I'm working with a client and it's the circus tent and the safety net. If you've ever been to the circus and you see the acrobats on the trapeze and they're riding the bikes on the high, I think it's called a wire, tight wire. I don't even know what it's called, but up at the top of the circus tent, underneath is this safety net. Now we know that they've practiced and that they have rehearsed and that they're extremely talented to do what they do, but there's still a safety net underneath. If there wasn't, we would be really concerned and they probably would not perform as well, but they have the confidence to perform well, knowing that if they did make a mistake, it's not going to be a certain death below. Yeah. They have a, and to your point, what they have is not only perform as well, but they actually can get creative 
to try even more tricks to then add more value to the viewer as, as far as yes. how exciting it is. And you can then take that insurance is the same way. You can I- increase your human life value because if you insure yourself properly, you're willing then to have a peace of mind to free your mind up so that you can can actually continue to get better uh, for yourself and thus produce more for you and your family. Absolutely. And that whole idea of having the peace of mind in all areas of your life. Now, we're not just talking about one type of insurance. We're talking about your home insurance, your auto insurance. We're talking about liability protection. As you have this safety net of knowing that if something bad were to happen, you will not be financially responsible. That is what then frees your mind up to be able to be relaxed and confident, to be at peace, and to be more creative. There's an article written by Les McGuire. He's the late business partner of Garrett Gunderson, and he wrote The Economic Value of Certainty. And in this article, he talks about not only how certainty is really valuable in your personal economy, but how when you have certainty, it allows you to produce more. Now, it's kind of like this idea that if you were blindfolded, all of the steps that you take would be very tenuous and hesitating. You wouldn't be able to walk confidently or much less run. But if you are able to see with certainty what the ground looks like beneath you, you have no problem running or even driving faster than you could possibly run because you can see with certainty what's in front of you. And when you have certainty, you're able to move with much more confidence. And that then has an economic value in your life because you're able to produce even more than you would have if you were hesitating and concerned with doubt and fear and worry that what you had was going to be lost. And so certainty not only puts solid ground beneath your feet, it allows you to stand more strongly and confidently to produce more. Yeah, it's very it's very similar to... For for listeners, uh, a book called The Speed of Trust by Stephen Covey. And so when you have certainty, you trust, you have a trust in your entire life and how it's set up. Uh, Covey talks about business when you have, when you surround yourself with people you trust, you don't have to sit across and, and think about what you're saying to that per- person and whether they're going to get it done and you can move forward economically. So certainty is just another word, like another word for trust in my, in my uh, world. Oh, that's awesome. And it really is because then if you have certainty for your economic life, you know that what you are creating is not going to be ripped out from underneath you, regardless of what circumstance you face. Now you can trust that everything's going to be okay. And that then is this abundance insurance, if you will. It's this protection for your peace of mind and your abundance so that you can continue to produce more. So then let's go into point number six on why you want insurance. And it's that protection builds a solid foundation in your personal economy. So if we look at a building, we know that the strength of the building lies in its foundation. It also could be said for a tree. The strength of the tree is based on how strong the root system is. If you have a shallow root system, your tree is going to tip over more easily. And the same with a building and the same with your personal economy. The stronger the foundation and the deeper the foundation, the stronger 
you have the capability to build and the higher you can build. It supports everything else you build. And with a weak foundation, everything is shaky, it's unstable and uncertain. So I also want to talk about protection. We've been talking about insurance up to this point, and it is insurance, but protection is bigger than just insurance. It's protection, protecting your peace of mind with a power hour and making sure that you're having time to have inspiration in your life and meditation and exercise. It's it's protecting your personal economy with savings. That's a part of protection as well. Legal protection, like having an estate plan in place for your family to know how your wealth will transfer from one generation to the next. That's part of protection and protecting your personal economy and everything that you own and love. And insurance is a key piece of that as well. But there's these multiple parts that all go together in building this strong foundation. Bruce, is there anything you want to add to that? Well, no, but I think uh, just uh, the point too that you made with savings. So people don't realize that, I don't think they realize that having a good savings mindset is, is a way to protect yourself, not only from uh, an economic downturn, but protect yourself from being in a situation that you don't particularly care for. So if you're if you if you own a business that goes in a direction because of a supplier or a a big um, a big customer decides to change their character and you don't like where they're going, or if you are a W two employee and your company starts to go in a direction that is not um, aligned with your values. If you have a good savings program, then you actually can get out of that situation much more quickly. And that protects you not only from an economic situation, but it always it also protects your family from a person that is doing something that's not aligned with their values. And when that happens, uh, you you get irritable, your health so your health suffers, so on and so forth. So insurance is not just about protecting money; it's also about protecting your greatest asset, your mental ability, your physical ability. Again, we want to focus on this idea that all protection really protects your greatest asset. It really is all about protecting you. Let's talk about another way this is able to be applied. So number seven on the list of why you want insurance is that it ensures no one life event can make you poor. So I know we just talked about a foundation a second ago, but let's switch that foundation and think a little bit differently and think of protection as a roof. If you had this house that you're building and inside your house is all your assets, it's your net worth, it's everything that you own that has value, it's all the cash flow that you have from whatever assets you currently have, whether it's an income, your business, whether it's cash flow from real estate properties or from additional businesses. So all of your income, all of your net worth is inside your house. And the roof on top is the roof of protection. Now, on a regular house, you would say that the roof, the goal of the roof is to keep any storm from outside from penetrating down and ruining what's inside the house. We want to protect what's inside. And the same thing with protection of insurance and legal protection and savings and even the protection of your mindset that we're talking about. If we have a strong roof of protection, whatever kind of storms are outside, whether it's, as Bruce, you were talking about, some some 
business partner or relationship not being aligned with you and having a negative impact on your mindset, or whether it's a financial storm, or whether it's a car accident, or whether it's a claim against you and your your home somehow, a, f- a fire claim like you had um, shared mm-hmm. last time, Bruce, on the same podcast. When you have a storm of some kind that is in your life and in your financial life, you want that roof to be strong enough so that that storm stays outside and doesn't come inside. But if the storm does come inside, let's say you had an auto accident and your insurance was not up to the limit of the damage caused and you were at fault. The insurance company is going to pay their claims, but once the claims are maxed out, you're fully responsible for the remaining balance, which then would be you're going to have to dip into your assets to pay for that or dip into your cash flow or go into debt. And all of those things are going to negatively impact what's inside your house. So what we want to do as is has have as strong of a roof of protection as possible. And this is made up again of savings and all of your insurance protection, which just for instance, this is your life insurance, disability, health insurance, auto insurance, homeowners insurance, liability or umbrella insurance, long-term care insurance, and disability, if I didn't mention that already. But those are the types of insurance protections that will help you to make sure that those financial storms stay outside of your house instead of penetrating inside and damaging what you've built. Yeah. And finally, I think um, what a person really needs to think about is the idea that insurance is a a cost that it's a negative mindset to a person, then that is mm-hmm. just because you do have, we're talking about protecting your greatest asset, which is, which is you. But just because you have insurance doesn't mean you're, you're, you're actually helping yourself and your family move forward with your greatest asset, which is you, because if you have a negative at um, negative um, attitude about, oh, I'm paying this insurance and it's just a waste of my money. And I, these insurance companies are, are, are bad for, for everybody. And I only get to use this stuff when something bad happens. Well, then you're still not, you're still not moving your greatest asset yourself forward mentally and emotionally. So you have to embrace the Mm -hmm. idea that you, and feel good about yourself. Hey, I am well insured for me and my family. And because I'm well insured, I now can release the greatest part of me to go out into the world and find my greatest gift and produce, become a producer in our society and live the kind of life that I want to live. So it's not just being well insured. It's also your attitude about insurance that's going to help you move forward. Bruce, I love that. I absolutely love that. And it's it's this idea of knowing that with the protection, regardless of whether you ever have a claim, because really we don't want to have a claim in our life because that negative circumstance is not something we ever want to invite, even if we did have the protection to cover it. We want to know that we can guarantee that what we want to happen will happen regardless of circumstances. And that gives us that certainty. And I love how you brought in that idea that we want to be thankful for that protection so that we can then become producers and creators and really fulfill our true potential and not hang back and be in that fear and hesitation, worry and doubt, wondering if something bad is going to happen. So Bruce, that was really fabulous how you brought that in. And that actually leads us into our next 
episode as well. After this, we are going to be talking about why you want insurance part three, and that's that it costs more to self-insure. So in that episode, we're going to answer why should I protect my money when I could just make more instead? Is the cost worth it? And with limited resources, how do I prioritize paying for protection? So in the meantime, you can go ahead and get the show notes and the video for this episode at themoneyadvantage.com. You can leave us a comment there to let us know what you think. How has this challenge or confirmed your perspective of protecting yourself and your wealth? If you'd like to evaluate your personal economy and find out where you have the opportunity to become more efficient and plug the money leaks so you can keep more of your money, protect yourself, your cash flow, and your wealth, and turn your cash into cash flow, you can request a free financial picture consultation. And there will just help you figure out which dollars are flowing out of your control, strategize ways to get more flowing back into your control so you have more to retain and utilize and you have more to pass on to future generations. It would be our pleasure to be able to help you with that. You can email us at hello at themoneyadvantage.com to request that financial picture consultation or to share your comments, questions, and feedback with us personally. So in closing, remember, success leaves clues. Model the successful few, not the crowd, and build a life and business you love. To learn how high-performing entrepreneurs 10x or more returns on liquid capital without giving up quick access to cash, go to themoneyadvantage.com forward slash liquid dash capital to get The Unfair Advantage, your 20-minute easy-to-read guide on maximizing your savings. Thank you for listening to the Money Advantage podcast. Today's show notes and resources are available for you on themoneyadvantage.com. If you like this episode, make sure you subscribe and leave a review. If you have any questions or desire to speak with a qualified financial professional after listening to today's podcast, we encourage you to reach out to us at hello at themoneyadvantage.com or check us out at themoneyadvantage.com. The opinions and views expressed here are for informational purposes only. This material is educational in nature and should not be deemed as a solicitation of any specific product or service. All investments involve risk and a potential loss of principal. Kalos Capital Incorporated nor Kalos Management Incorporated offer tax or legal advice. Please consult with a tax advisor or attorney for advice regarding the impact on your portfolio. Securities offered through Kalos Capital Incorporated member FINRA, SIPC, MSRB, and investment advisory services offered through Kalos Management Incorporated and registered investment advisor, both located at 11525 Parkwood Circle, Alpharetta, Georgia. E3 Consultants Group is not an affiliate or subsidiary of Kalos Capital Incorporated or Kalos Management Incorporated.